What's up, guys? Welcome to the Wheelchair Pulpit Podcast. Hope y'all having a great day on this rainy, gloomy day. And today's episode is featuring a special guest of mine and a good friend, Adam Blood. Thanks for being part of the show, Adam. Thanks for having me here, man. This is awesome, and I'm super excited to be here. Awesome. So let's open up in prayer like uh, I always do to open up these episodes, and then uh, we'll get into some of the questions that I have for you. Sounds good, man. Father God, thank you for this day. Thank you for this podcast and give me and Adam the ability to do it. We thank you for your son, Jesus, and in his name we pray, amen. Amen. Amen, man. So, Adam, how are you doing today? Great, man. Great. Just keeping busy a few days before Thanksgiving, fixing to eat, and uh, just got some work in today, and now just kind of hanging out. Awesome. So, for those who don't know who you are, kind of just give us a quick rundown of what you do. Okay. Uh, Well, my main job, I work at the University of West Florida. Uh, where I'm a professor in the communication department, and I am the director of the speech and debate team. So I coach speech and debate. Uh, My research, the scholarly side of what I do, I study religious rhetoric. And then at the university, my main roles are I serve as director of speech and debate. I am the course director for public speaking, and I teach a graduate public speaking class. So to put it all together, I learn people how to talk gooder. Um, and then I also do some work for our national organization, Pi Kappa Delta, where I serve as chief operating officer. So I help with the logistics to run a national speech and debate league that's been around for over 100 years. So uh, before we, uh, I ask uh, why you chose UWF, sure. kind of just uh, tell us about the speech and debate uh, team sure. and uh, kind of just Tell us what that all entails. Yeah, so speech and debate offers all sorts of different types of competition for students at the collegiate level. There's also high school and even junior high speech and debate. Uh, what we do at UWF, we compete in one-on-one debate. That's It's called IPDA debate, where students are given 30 minutes to prepare and a topic, and then they take turns giving speeches, arguing opposing sides of it. That's the debate side. It's very similar to what you'd see in like movies and TV shows about debaters. And then on the speech side, we offer 11 different competitive speaking events. Some of these are very similar to acting. So we have students who will do dramatic interpretation where they take literature and perform it. There's also prose, poetry, duo, which is two people acting out a scene together. Kind of like plays. Yeah, it's kind of like plays, but there's no, no costume, no scripts, no set. So it's just two people just acting their heart out, performing their hearts out. That's the the interp side of it. We also have uh, public address events. This is where students prepare a speech about a topic they choose. They research it, write it, memorize it, and bring it to a tournament. And as opposed to having two people arguing with each other on the speech side, you and five, six other people are, are in a room. A judge listens to all six of the speeches, and then they rank you first through sixth. You are on our team. You've done an after-dinner speech. That's a speech that's where you take a serious point and you get there through the use of humor. We have persuasive speaking, informative speaking. Uh, We have one event called communication analysis that's based in communication scholarship. Most debate coaches uh, do some work in the communication discipline. So we use the theory and research that communication scholars do. And then the last type of speaking competition that we have is limited prep speaking. 
This is where you have a short amount of time to put a speech together. In extemporaneous speaking, you get a very uh, specific question about news and politics, and you get 30 minutes to prepare a seven-minute speech. Impromptu, not for the faint of heart, you get a much broader uh, prompt. It's usually a quotation from a notable person, and you get seven minutes total. So if you prep for a minute, it's a six-minute speech. If you prep for two minutes, it's a five-minute speech. So it helps people come up with the skills to, to put their thoughts together really quickly, think on their feet, uh, and they do that competitively. So at UWF, we do all of those. There's other speaking competitions that we do. Every now and then we get to do competitive radio broadcasting. Uh, we do every now and then there's slam poetry, which is a little bit of a different event. Uh, so between that, we have a whole bunch of different competitive opportunities that students can do. Um, so yeah, we, I, yeah. did, I did mine when we went to uh, uh, Georgia. Mm -hmm. And then we're not going to talk about uh, the after effect of uh, when I did it, that's, that's another uh, conversation <laughs> that, for another day. That was a harrowing ride getting you home though, yeah, but, it was. Uh, but it, was, it was fun having you there for the competition. And I hope you had as much fun going as I had uh, having you there with this. That was a lot of fun. I did. Yeah. And uh, just doing that really helped me uh, get in touch with like having to talk in front. I mean, I've done, uh, speaking events before sure with like sure. sharing my testimony and stuff yeah it's but uh yeah. but doing that in front of uh random people uh i would say wasn't the most comfortable but it really helped me sure uh with trying to speak to different people yep. so uh why did you choose uh west florida so i was uh on the job market uh, I was just finishing up my PhD at the University of Nebraska, and uh, I was it was really what jobs kind of open up, kind of shape where the options are for you to go. And I really I fell in love with the campus community at West Florida. I thought all the other faculty were really cool uh, and they're not just paying me to say that. Um, and so uh, and I liked the students that I had a chance to meet and work with. And I grew up in the Midwest. Um, I, I've never lived uh, anywhere like Florida, where we're close to the beach, it's warm weather year round. Uh, and so all of those things together made West Florida look like a place that I really wanted to try and check out. And I was a competitor uh, in college at the University of Central Missouri. Uh, and so I, what I saw at West Florida was a, a team that I could I could build out, a team that already existed, but a team that was very similar to the one that I was a competitor for. I thought that looked like something I would want to take the lead on, something I would kind of want to uh, build out and keep working on and developing. And uh, there was just great people, great faculty. My wife is from the South. She lives in Georgia. So uh, it was very similar to that. And the last thing I would add is I loved the time that I spent in Nebraska, but I interviewed for the job at West Florida in February 2018. When I got on the airplane out of Nebraska to come down to West Florida in the middle of February, it was like negative six degrees or something like that. I was freezing. I get off the plane. It's Florida. It's 65 in the middle of February. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, I, I could get I could get used to this. So, you know, that was that was part of it. But I, I mean, I love the people down here. I, I love the the area. The campus is really cool. We're kind of spread out across the woods and stuff like that. And it's just it's a neat area. And I mean, I've, this is my fifth year here fifth or sixth year here and i i've loved it ever since so how's the team doing so far oh. you, you just got done with 
uh, uh, coming from Tennessee, right? So we went to Tennessee in October, and then we've done online tournaments. Cool thing that we're doing this year uh, is University of West Florida and the University of Central Florida. Uh, Dr. Uh, Jonathan Conway and I have partnered up, and we run online tournaments. So the first weekend of November, it was the UCF half of the UWF-UCF online tournament series. So we got done with that. We went to Cleveland State Community College in Tennessee, competed there. And then we are done for the semester and we'll pick it back up. We're going to do some travel in January. And then we compete in the Collegiate Florida State Championship in February. And then we go to Nationals in March in Glendale, Arizona. So Nice. Yeah, man. Yeah. Um, so speaking of competitions, you and I, we talk sports yeah, we do. Uh, when we get together. Yeah. Uh, you are a uh, avid Chiefs fan. Yes, I am. And so. uh, they kind of, oh, they almost uh, took it, took it, uh, took the win uh, last night in the Super Bowl rematch. Yep, yep. So, you know, I'll always take uh, a Super Bowl win against a team over a regular season win against a team. But uh, that was that was tough last night. You know, the Chiefs. Uh, I think it came down to some wide receiver drops. But I grew up in in Joplin, Missouri. So, uh, my, I would just, it was about a two and a half hour drive to go to chiefs games growing up. So I grew up watching the chiefs. Uh, I was going to games at Arrowhead when I was a little kid, uh, a lot of years, the chiefs were really bad, but I was still there, uh, at Arrowhead. And I, I mean, I've always loved it. Like even their, their kind of legendary guys, Tony Gonzalez, priest Holmes, those, those guys are, they're kind of a part of my childhood. So, it's been crazy, you know, the last few years as a Chiefs fan to go from years and years and years of not being very good to now. Uh, it's it's a weird thing since I've moved to Florida, since I've you know gotten out of the Midwest, the Chiefs have not missed an AFC Championship game. So I have them coming yeah. out of the AFC right now. Yeah, my preseason, uh, and then I have the Eagles coming out of the NFC just because of Jalen Hurts. Oh yeah, Jalen's great, and what they've been doing and what they did last year and what they're doing right now. Um, but I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't count out the Dolphins. No, I mean, no. Uh, to us having an MVP like year. Two is looking good. Two is looking really good. Um, you know, your your heart breaks for uh, Joe Burrow and the Bengals because they were another team that was just as much in the mix. You can't count out the Ravens either. They're always they always put something really good together. And I, I think I think an Eagles Chiefs Super Bowl rematch uh, would be really cool. Uh, I think that storyline would be a lot of fun to watch, especially with everything that's been going on with Jason and Travis Kelsey and uh, and then, you know, Jason Kelsey being T people, Swift. Yeah, T Swift and Jason Kelsey being voted, what was it, People's Magazine, Sexiest Man Alive. Like he was in the running for that as an offensive lineman. How cool is that? Like I'd love to see a Chiefs uh, Eagles uh, Super Bowl really? rematch. That'd be fun. That'd be a lot of fun. And I think there's a there's a team that nobody's really been talking about that's having a uh, bigger streak is the Raiders under uh, Antonio Pierce as the uh, interim head coach. Yeah, I mean they're on a uh, two three game win streak. Yeah, they they've looked pretty good ever since they got rid of Josh McDaniels. Um, you know that's. I'm hoping that, you know, for the sake of competition in the AFC West, uh, I hope, you know, that Antonio Pierce, you know, he seems to be a guy that uh, the players for the Raiders really like. Um, I, you know, it's kind of neat that they're getting it together. You know, it's you always want to see a team when they have to fire a coach midseason. 
you know, you'd hate to see them be terrible. I just, it'd, it'd be cool if they get it together. They do have to play my chiefs two more times, you know, two times this season. So I want them, it'd be cool to see them get it together, but not too quickly. Right. <laughs> so just so you get those dubs for the chiefs. You don't want that team to, uh, on a winning streak to, uh, continue it when uh, they come to the chiefs. No, no. Um, and it'd be, it's going to be interesting too. Cause you know, the Broncos seem to have righted the ship in the AFC West. They seem to be doing quite a bit better. Who knows with the Chargers? So in the in the AFC West, I'm, I'm really interested to see, you know, the Chiefs have been kind of at the top of the dog pile there for the last five years or so. Um, you know, the the my favorite stat this year was before the Broncos beat the Chiefs a couple of weeks ago. The Chiefs had beaten the Broncos since the Obama administration. Um, so uh, it'll be interesting to see, like, you know, every almost every division has their number one, number two. Um, and it's interesting to see who's going to really emerge is actually the number two in the AFC West. You know, and I think I think the AFC South uh, is looking like a bunch of those teams are kind of emerging. I mean, the Texans look really good. Uh, you know, the Jaguars looked good going into the playoffs, you know, with that huge comeback and yeah. stuff like that. So AFC is a lot of fun. Yeah. Give, give uh, Trevor Lawrence and that team a few more years. Sure. Uh, build a little bit more pieces around Trevor. Sure. I mean, that, that team could, can do some damage, uh, yep. especially in the playoffs. Yeah. I think they just need to get their defense. Yeah. Get their defense back. I think that makes sense. But, um, yeah, you, you mentioned that you were, you grew up in Nebraska and Nebraska is a big Cornhusker yeah, uh, so. place. Um, when you got to, uh, Pensacola, I'm sure that was a culture shock when it come, came to sports because sure. in the South, it's mainly college. Yeah, absolutely. So um, so I spent the first 18 to 22 years of my life uh, in Missouri, and then I spent uh, about four years in Nebraska. So I was all up and down the Midwest. Uh, when I moved to Nebraska, it was, it was crazy because Cornhusker football in Nebraska – is the sport, right? They have no pro teams uh, in Nebraska, no NBA, no NFL. So if you ever get a chance to visit like Lincoln, Nebraska on a game day, it's crazy because when the Huskers play, the Husker Stadium becomes the third largest city in the state of Nebraska. Mm. It goes from, I think it's Omaha, Lincoln, Kearney to Omaha, Lincoln, Memorial Stadium, Kearney. Uh, so just seeing an entire state around one college program in Nebraska. Now around the area in the Midwest, there's a lot of pro teams. Like there's, you know, there's uh, the Chiefs in Kansas City. There's, you know, there's, you know, you see some Packers fans, some Lions fans around the Midwest, you know, for for most of my, my childhood, you had the Rams in St. Louis, uh, but there's a good mix of pro teams. People focus on, you know, Major League Baseball, all that stuff. Then you get down here, you know, you get to Pensacola and it's it's all about college football. Now, what helped prepare me for that is uh, Shay, my wife, is a huge SEC football fan. Like our TV is glued to whatever SEC teams are playing that day. Mm -hmm. uh, and so it's, it's usually a full slate of SEC football. And occasionally when we get it, it's SEC and Nebraska. So that's kind of the way it looks uh, in our house. But it's it's fun. I like being around, you know, the, the, the college rivalries that are around here. Like, you know, if you live in Pensacola, it's, whether it's, the people you work with and the people you go to church with, you, you know, uh, uh, you know, an Alabama fan and a Florida fan and, you know, they, 
they'll they'll have some friendly trash talk and stuff like that, you know. And, and it's a mix here, you know. I've seen a lot of FSU, a lot of Auburn. Uh, it's kind of it's kind of all over the map, but it's it's fun kind of being in this part of the country, especially with how great SEC football has been the last couple of years, right? Like you'll find those uh, fans that you can't you can't I mean you can't talk about because they're so gun ho and avid sure. about their about their team and then sure. and then now West Florida with their football team, uh, even though they got beat pretty badly uh, this past weekend, I mean they their program is four to five years old. Yeah. And they've already been to three uh championships and won one yeah absolutely and i mean that's that's something that we haven't had here in a while oh yeah and and i mean i'm i'm biased because i'm you know i work for uwf but it's been fun getting to know a lot of the student athletes uh you know our football team is phenomenal uh they've they've done some really impressive things but you know, our, our other our other athletes at UWF, um, some of them are students in my class are doing really cool things. And, and and my wife and I, we make it a point where if we have a student in any of my classes or and my wife also teaches public speaking online at UWF. If we know that we have an athlete on on a team in our class, we offer to go show up to a game and support them and cheer them on. We do the same for students who are in you know drama if we if we can make it and go support them. So. So we've gone to some women's basketball, uh, women's tennis. Uh, we tried to make a, a cross country for one of my students, and, and then we've been to a couple of UWF games. But uh, D two sports are a lot of fun. You, you know, if you if you commit to it and you go watch them and you follow them, like our our, our Argonauts are doing really cool things, and, and it's it's a lot of fun to watch. And it's also kind of neat because it's a smaller campus community, so everybody kind of knows everybody, right? So. Shout yeah. out to the uh, volleyball yeah. team. They just won the uh, GSC tournament championship. Yeah, they're doing great. They're doing great. And it's and it was kind of cool. Like, I never thought I would be interested in college volleyball. But then I went to school in Nebraska for four years. And the women's uh, volleyball program at Nebraska is prolific, right? So they actually filled up the football stadium there at Nebraska. So there I got uh, an interest in the sport is, you know, it's a fun sport to watch. It's exciting and stuff like that. And to see our UWF team doing as well as they are at their level, that's, it's really cool. Like, and, and I'm, I'm proud of them because they're all students. So. Yeah. And coach Walter, the head coach is a really good friend of mine. Sweet. Sweet. And uh, just seeing what she's been doing with that team uh, with her tenure here is just, it's just awesome. Oh it's yeah. Seeing oh yeah how Pensacola as a community with the Wahoos, with the uh hockey team and then UWF, it's really a uh a place to come to play sports. Sure, sure. And even though we're not like small but we're not huge, just to see like sports as a whole being like a a place to come. Oh yeah. I mean, yeah. is, I mean, we can always be a good recruiting place with the, with the beaches, with the sports program coming up. Uh, that this is a great recruiting place. Oh, it absolutely is. And, and Pensacola is such a cool place uh, to live. I mean, it's, 
we've got the beaches close by, but you know, we're hour out of Mobile, two and a half hours out of New Orleans. Like there's a lot of stuff around to do and stuff in town, you know, and, and great food. Uh, like, and so all of that's like, it's, it's really cool being in this area, especially at this time with not just the things that our athletes are doing, but the stuff our students are doing on campus, they're doing some, uh, really great things, a lot of stuff going on on campus, you know, and it's, it's not just our athletics, like our, our student organizations uh, are doing a lot of really cool stuff on campus. Our, our theater and, and music programs are doing some great things. So it's just, it's a fun and exciting time to be part of both Pensacola and the UWF community. It's really cool. Right. Yeah. All right, man. Uh, so before we uh, log off, just sure. kind of tell us what's uh, uh, new with you sure. and new and what's uh, upcoming with the, uh, speech and debate team. Sure, man. Sure. So uh, what's new with me, uh, just keeping really busy. It's getting near the end of the semester. So, uh, you know, if the if the students around here, they're all getting ready for their last two weeks of classes and I'm the same, you know, getting final exams ready and uh, doing, getting some research out there, getting some research work done. I just got back from a communication research conference. It's the National Communication Association Conference. So that's been keeping me pretty busy. Um, the team right now is at 15 people on speech and debate. And uh, it's as far as entry number of events people are doing, it's the biggest team we have fielded in the last couple of years. Uh, COVID kind of complicated that a little bit because we had to stop for a while and then rebuild it. Uh, but the next COVID, thing- COVID yeah. is just a pain in the butt. Oh, to everything, to everything. And, and we're still sort of recovering, you know, just trying to figure out, you know, how to get you know, how to function in a world after COVID where, you know, everybody shuts down for a while. But I, I, you know, I think the students have been absolutely phenomenal. I'm so proud of the, of the students that we have at UWF uh, and on our speech and debate team. Our next event will be a tournament in January. Uh, we're going to get some competition early in the spring semester before we go for, you know, the state and national championship tournament and, uh, you know, and then we'll probably do some more stuff on campus. We have uh, an oncoming, an upcoming uh, on-campus event that we're doing. We're trying to do more public debates and stuff like that. So enough to keep us busy. <laughs> I hear you. Yeah, man. All right, man. I appreciate you. Thanks for having me, um, brother. Thanks for having me here, bro. Let's, but, uh, uh, let's end this episode in prayer, sure. and uh -huh. then we'll go our separate ways. All right, man. Father God, we thank you for this time that you've given us just to uh, come and talk and chat. Uh, Father, uh, we pray just to thank you for this podcast. Uh, we thank you for the uh, friendship that uh, Adam and I have, and uh, we look forward to more years to come. Uh, Father, we love you. We thank you for your son, Jesus. And it's his name we pray. Amen. Amen.